thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to a place of wellness and healing for both your body and mind. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, whole food life that totally rocks. You're listening to Shiny Healthy You, the straight-talking natural health show for busy women with your host and naturopath, Jules Galloway. Today's guest is a wise and caring naturopath, a flower essence practitioner, and a mum. She's a huge believer in the mind-body connection in illness and in having to balance your own emotions in order to bring about true healing. She is loved by her tribe for being honest, authentic, supportive, and caring, as well as having a wicked sense of humor. I love her because she has a light inside of her and a drive to make the world a better place. Some of you may know her as the naughty naturopath mom, which may give you a little bit of an indication of her personality. We'll see how this goes. Please welcome to Shiny Healthy You, the very lovely Alicia Lynch. So glad to be here, Jules. I love that intro, of course, as if I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, um, no pressure, mate. But you know, when you put the word naughty in your blog name, well, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. an expectation. Exactly. I, I think I need to drop a swear word like right up front. Like, shit, it's good to be here and I fucking love you, Jules. So let's let's go. Let's go. I just remembered why we get along. <laughs> so lovely lady. Tell me how you came to become a naturopath in the first place. Um, my mum, she's uh she was like a full seventies hippie when I was born and as she had two daughters growing up. She took us to naturopaths and homeopaths instead of the usual GPs. We still saw doctors when we needed to. Um, still was, still had antibiotics on the odd occasion, like the normal kid. But uh, yeah, her her focus on our wellness was always around alternative therapies. And my naturopath slash homeopath that I had growing up from. Oh, I think started seeing her when I was about nine right through till after high school. She was like kind of like a god. I thought she was amazing. Um, she had a background in nursing and, yeah, she's she'd just gone on to do all these amazing things and helped me so much. So when my first love, my first two loves didn't pan out after leaving school, so marine biology was what I first got into at uni, but I chose <laughs> I chose not to go to marine biology because it was up in Bundaberg and I didn't want to leave my boyfriend. I wanted to stay in Brisbane. (laughs) Isn't that sad? I can't believe. So then um, I went into journalism instead because that was Brisbane and that's my second love, the writing. So I thought, I'll be a journo. Journalism didn't work out for me because I got really bored. I didn't feel like my heart was in it after the first year and halfway through the second year jump ship to naturopathy and there I've been ever since. So, yeah, went into it at about 19. Wow. And, yeah, and I'm 39 this year so it's um, it's been a bit of a ride over the last 20 years to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually – you would have seen a lot of different sort of styles of naturopathy come and go in that time. Very much so and I was really blessed that um, – straight off of my first year of study my mum was really good friends with this naturopath that owns like one of the iconic health food stores in Brisbane it's called the Green Grocer and it's one of those old 
apothecaries style health food stores where you can get every dried herb and every liquid herbal tincture under the sun. Oh, I even, love them. <laughs> even the rare ones. So, um, yeah, he took me under his wing from my very first days as a student. So my part-time job was also teaching me naturopathy. So I was immersed in it. I was either at the health food store yeah, making potions up <laughs> under guidance of a, you know, a fully qualified naturopath while studying. So I was really blessed to have had the start I did, I think. Uh, I remember one of my first jobs after becoming qualified was working in a dispensary and I just loved that Harry Potter kind of yeah. feel of actually mixing up the herbs. Yeah, I love – yeah, that side of it's pretty exciting. I think that's the sign of a true naturopath, the one that's got a bit of Harry Potter in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what will this do? Let's try yeah. this. Yep, I feel that this herb will go with this herb. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. And then just pouring it all into the bottles with a bit of a flourish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I used to make up these herbal teas in bulk because we sold it in bulk from these massive glass jars and I'd be mixing, you know, fennel and licorice and peppermint in a massive um, garbage bin lined with a garbage bag because we sold so, so much that it, we made everything up in bulk and it was quite fun. It was like, yeah, <laughs> I haven't done anything quite like that. I was um, in and out of that store working for about five or six years. Yeah, it was great. And then where did you go from there? Did you start to see clients from home or where did you go? No. Um, so my very first consults were done in a clinic in Wollongabba called Herbal Nature where I worked for a little while even before I graduated um, just on reception because it was for one of my lecturers um, and you'll know her, Jules, Barris Burgoyne. Oh, She's, we love yeah, Barris. Yeah, Barris. So Barris um, ran this clinic and she had me in doing some sort of, help, you know, getting um, formulas made up because she's a friend of the, the naturopath that I worked for in the store. So I was kind of passed around as this little apprentice coming through. And, um, of course, as soon as I graduated, I started seeing clients myself at uh, Barris's clinic. So that's where I started out and then um, went on to a clinic that was joined onto a health food store over in Paddington, Fundy's um, clinic and store. So I just, I kind of always stayed around the health food store connections um, and in the clinics attached to them or yeah, it, I just sort of jumped from that to that. And then another clinic when I worked with us, oh, it was really interesting. It was a multi-modality clinic in Ashgrove where a GP started it and she got in a naturopath, an acupuncturist and homeopath, a kinesiologist, and she had us all working on the same patient. And that was really interesting but a bit overwhelming for the patient, I think, Um but yeah, tried lots of styles until I went into my own clinic um, on my own, and then yeah, and now I don't even see people. I kind no. of miss it. I, I miss it sometimes, but I did have a lot of it, and I think I kind of filled up that part of my tank, and now I'm on to another part of my tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now it's funny because there are so many different styles of naturopathy and of naturopaths, and yeah. You know, you come out with lots of different modalities uh, sort of 
as strings to your bow. Now, some naturopaths reside more on the scientific kind of evidence-based tip, while mm, others, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. while others choose to get more into kind of energy medicine and stuff that's just considered a little more out there, like certain things that you do. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you're into flower essences and it's, mm-hmm. it's the biggest part of your business now. So what experiences drew you in that direction? Uh, funnily enough, it was back in college because back when I studied, so my first year of naturopathy was 1997 um, and back then it was called the Australian College of Natural Medicine, which people might know now as Endeavour College. Um, and back then, flower essences was one of the first year core subjects and it was Ian White's um, curriculum that we studied and we studied under this pretty famous flower essence lady herself, Annie, Annie Meredith, I think was her surname. Um, and I just fell in love with it straight away. One of the assignments was to make your own flower essence um, and just work out what the emotional properties uh, were for it, even though, you know, you had no, yeah, no scientific basis of why this flower might do this, but you just sort of had to observe after taking the essence how you're feeling, what was happening. And, and then so I made this flower essence and, it kind of for me felt like I was finding things that I didn't know. Like it was like I went from a feeling of loss to feeling not so lost in a few areas. And then when I went and actually researched the flower, that's exactly what it was um, has done for people who've made flower essences with this particular flower before. Uh, so I was like, that's just way too coincidental. So I went more and more into the side of flower essences and then as soon as I was in clinic, no one went away with just herbs and supplements and advice from me. Everyone had to take a custom-made flower essence blend because as someone started to talk to me, I just got flower essence names in my head that I had to jot down just in the margin of my notes during our consult because they would sometimes say, oh, that person, oh, and by the end of, you know, our hour, hour and a half, I generally had like a cracking formula and I, I felt like I wasn't being a good naturopath without giving that emotional support because anyone having health issues or coming to you for health support, most of it is going on in the emotional body and the energetic body. So not dealing with that to me is like, you know, completely um, ignoring the cause and a lot of the factors of why things are going wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of like leaving the gate open a little bit. Totally. It's like, yeah, you can do all this stuff on the physical level, um, but as I keep trying to describe to people who are unsure about how energy medicine works or how emotional support works, if you're not addressing the mind stuff and the energy body, it, yeah, it's just like pouring all those supplements and and new diet and and lifestyle changes into a bucket with a big hole at the bottom. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to help. It's never going to really, you know, fill up properly. So, yeah, yeah. So I've just I've yeah been drawn to it from the get go, Jules. The, the because the energetic support of the flower essences was just very available and easy for me to give to someone to take home because I couldn't go home with them and 
emotionally support them, but it was my way of doing so, just handing them this little bottle. Yeah. That's beautiful. So for the people out there who haven't come across this stuff before or have never really known much about flower essences, how are they made and how do they work? Yep. So they're made by actually soaking the flower in water over time which actually leaves the vibrational imprint of the flower in the water and the water has to be combined with alcohol to preserve the actual imprint of the vibration of the flower. Now that all just sounds really woo-woo, I so get that and I think it's sort of the only way you can kind of wrap your head around it, if anyone knows of homeopathic medicine as well, homeopathic medicine doesn't make much sense because you're basically just using the energy of something that was originally a physical substance and treating like with like. Um, so, for instance, a, a homeopathic remedy for nausea would be something that if you took in its physical form would actually make you nauseous. Um you know, and it's like, how the hell does that work? <laughs> but, but, you know, it does. And there's there's a lot of studies and, and a lot of years of um, practice of this sort of medicine. And so flower essences are similar in the fact that we're not using anything physical. We're using the energy, the vibrational imprint of the flower to change the energy, the vibration of the physical body when you take it. Because basically humans... Well, everything is made up of vibrating energetic atoms. That's all we are. We're one big vibrating mass of molecules. So we can actually alter our vibrations by, um, you know, yoga, sound, um, relaxing can change the, vi what the, the level our cells are vibrating at. So anything, obviously, that is relaxing for us. And we can also alter our vibration by things like vibrational medicine, such as flower essences. So um, that's what we're doing. Each flower has all these different properties that actually moves emotion and energies in certain ways. So there's things from to help with the energy and emotion of anger to despair to anything you can think of emotionally. Um, there's a flower essence to help with that. So it's topping up a resonance in a physical body and you take them via drops in the mouth. So they're not something that you burn because a lot of people always say, oh, they're like essential oils. You put them in an oil burner. No, absolutely no fragrance whatsoever. Just this liquid um, water slash flower essence vibration slash a little bit of alcohol that preserves it, which actually changes how your cells are vibrating when you take it internally. Some people use it externally too. You can rub flower essences on and let your skin absorb it. It, it does go into the bloodstream. Yeah. yeah. And you can use it on just about anyone, can't you? I know I've given them to my dogs even. Oh, yeah. That's the beauty of flower essences. I really got into them when I fell pregnant with my first child because I would use them on everyone except myself. <laughs> no, I always take them here and there, but I'm your typical naturopath. I tell her, you know, here, do this, take this, take this. And then when it comes to myself, ah, no, haven't done that yet. But when I fell pregnant, I couldn't rely on all my lovely herbs and all the supplements I used to go gangbusters on. Flower essences were this nice, safe, 
you know, um, support for me. So my interest picked up even further when I became a mum because I could use them on my babies. I could use them on myself during pregnancy. You can use them on, yeah, animals um, alongside any medications and supplements, you know, because there's no um, contraindication interaction-wise with anything physical because it's a, yeah, it's a vibrational medicine. So very safe and very easy and yet can use on almost anything. I have a customer who has um, great success. She's a florist and she uses them drops in the vases of her flowers oh, just what? <laughs> to increase the, the energy of you know, keeping her flowers alive longer. And she said it works amazingly. So it's like, okay, basically anything living can benefit from flower essences. <laughs> Wow, I'd never thought of doing that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd never either. I, that's what I love about the more people you get these flower essences to, the more people give you feedback on what they're using them for and how they work. It's like, oh, wow, great. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. So we know it works on flowers. We know it works on just about <laughs> everyone. What, what about some of your clients? Like what are some of the transformations that you saw uh, when people were using flower essences? Um, basically in clinic days, I saw, I had a much better rate of people sticking to their regimes when I had them on the flower essence blends I thought they needed. Cause I think that's where any kind of blockage in healing, um, really occurs is that sort of self-sabotage or that, um, getting too busy to, to do things, you know, the attention goes off yourself quite quickly and onto other people around you. And the flower essences, I think, by taking care of the emotional needs and energetic needs of someone, it's almost like they keep, they keep in line better. They keep um, projects, goals and focus are just, just, just better. So I had, what's the word, Jules, when someone's, um, Doing everything you tell them to. Oh, compliance. <laughs> compliance. Yeah, Thank you, darling. My favorite kind of client. <laughs> so much better compliance of um, you know, the any other regimes I put my patients on if they had the flower essences going at the same time. Anyone who wasn't really into flower essences, especially a lot of my male clients, you know, they'd say, No, no, I don't want that side of it. I'd be no worries. But yeah. It wasn't quite the same as the people taking their flower essences as far as the results we got. Yeah, um, some some would say that some blokes aren't as compliant anyway, mate. That's, <laughs> <laughs> some, some could say that, Jules, yes, and some and, and all would be right. I'm yes, looking at yes. you, all the husbands. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many um, customers who purchase the male bent blend um, specifically, and so many of them don't know they're on it. They just pop them in some water and give it to their husbands without them knowing. Oh. And and what they are they? Oh my goodness! The change in my husband, you know, like I, you have to keep this on the market. We can't, you can't lose this from our. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so it works even if you don't know you're taking them. <laughs> Not that we're endorsing that, people. Not at all. Not, 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 not at, at all. all. Don't, don't no. spike the drinks, people. And that, that was not my idea or my advice, but I love hearing that <laughs> feedback. I loved it. And it's from like literally definitely more than 10 women have told me this. Oh, my God. Naughty ladies. Naughty. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Well, if they're going to the naughty naturopath, I'd expect nothing less. Exactly. Look, it's um, yeah, doesn't we don't always roll with the um, usual ways around here, Jules. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yep. That's actually quite a good little segue, my love, because um, I wanted to have a chat with you about something that happened recently. Yeah. Um, you had quite a nasty experience with a large and very organized attack from a bunch of unli- online trolls that were doing it under the banner of being a healthy skeptic. Uh, yes. What I saw wasn't very bloody healthy at all. <laughs> now, as your friend, it was so hard and as a naturopath, it was so frightening to see you go through that because mm. it, at one stage it looked like you were going to lose your whole business and, and that made me sick to my stomach. Are you okay to talk about what happened? Yeah, totally okay. Absolutely okay. Anything specific you'd need to no. start me off on or do you want mm. me to just? Um, in your own words, uh, what happened and, and what's uh, come of it? Right. So um, what happened was there was just this freaky – morning for me where I woke up and my Facebook page was inundated with comments, um, all very negative comments about, uh, you know, basically disclaiming what I do and who I was as a person and and all sorts of stuff. I was like, oh, my God, and I started deleting, deleting, deleting. took me a few hours because there was, you know, a lot. Um and then I made sure I was sort of banning the people that were jumping on and saying all this. I was like, oh, phew, that's good. That was over. Because um, they weren't just having a healthy conversation, were they? They were, oh, no, they were attacking. It, it was just all this crazy stuff being said that, you know, nothing was true. So I was like, I don't know where this has all come from. It happened overnight, which, you know, made me think of other time zones because I sort of woke up to it. But um I thought it was all over, but then obviously one of the people's comments that I had deleted and banned, um, they they had their own page, uh, yeah, a healthy scepticism kind of page um, where they, I think it's the main um, mission of the page is just sort of to denounce any complementary medicine whatsoever. Um they shared something from my website on that page, made sure they tagged my page, which meant that what I dealt with earlier that morning was just a drop in the ocean of what was to come. Then it yeah. was like a tsunami and I, myself and a couple of other people could not uh, delete and ban fast enough. So, yeah, we had to unpublish my page. Um, and then, of course, that went quite viral because what she'd shared <laughs> Was shared and shared and shared and basically they were just saying that I was, um, you know, doing harm, not good, um, that my products, you know, had no basis in science and, um, you know, that I was lumped amongst everything like, you know, whether it be homeopathics or, or, or any kind of kinesiology, that sort of stuff, they're against it all. So I was just sort of like a poster child to attack that day. I certainly haven't been the first and I won't be the last because these people are on a mission to bring down the kind of work um, I do and a lot of other people do, unfortunately, because a lot of people get scared by what they don't know or don't understand and it's much easier to sort of attack it rather than understand it. Um, and, 
Yeah, so I kind of had to remain unpublished for a while because it sort of just kept going on and on. You know, the internet can be quite an ugly place, uh, especially with people like that. You know, fear drives some pretty ugly (laughs) things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they don't think about who they're attacking, do they? Because I know you. You're a a caring mum. You've got a beautiful family, you love your clients and your tribe and you're doing your best to help them and I've seen the feedback that you get from Mm. the people that you help and how much it's changed their lives and these people don't consider any of that. They don't consider that you're a real human with like a face and a a body and a life and emotions and a family that are going to be impacted by this sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I don't think that sort of thing is taken into account, especially when it comes to this sort of internet trolling age we're living in. It's just, you know, people um, are hurt and they're in pain and basically they will look for anywhere to vent that. Uh, you know, and it, and the prime targets are things they people that they don't agree with or that they don't understand. And look, I'm all for you know, just doing what's right for you. You don't believe in flower essences. You don't believe in homeopathy. You don't believe in kinesiology. That is so fine. Move on and you know, concentrate on what you do believe in. But people who are hurting, they have to. Um, make others hurt so it's like okay let's attack stuff we don't believe in and that's um yeah I just I keep seeing that and it's it was really strange to be not the observer of it and actually be involved in it I kind of really had to reassess how I dealt with myself <laughs> yeah um and how I deal with my business going forward because yeah I think there was one day because I was called everything from um, a child abuser to uh, death threats. <laughs> it was kind of funny because I was getting reported to Crime Stoppers, um, Food and Drug Administration in America, um, Therapeutic Goods Act here in Australia. I mean, there was there's no basis to report me for anything. But so you kind of have to laugh, like especially in hindsight. But at the time, you weren't laughing at the time. I, I was crumbling. My legs went out from under me at one point. I sunk to the floor, going, "Why? What? What have I done?" You know, it. Yeah. So a lot of um. A lot of strengthening came from it uh, because, I, you know, I just sort of – I think the best thing that came out of it when I came back to absolutely not one single bad comment ever since I've been republished, by the way. So they've obviously all moved on somewhere else and some other poor yeah, victim. They're after um, Pete Evans this week or someone. Oh, there's <laughs> always someone, isn't there? It's, um but yeah, I, I feel I feel so much more assertive as a person and I've got a few more ducks in a row so I would never be shaken like that again because, yeah, I was shaken to the core. I've never been anything um, like through something like that before. So it was as all major, massive, core-shaking things, it was so good for me. So, you know, I had to sort of thank them in the end and I made sure I did very publicly. <laughs> I That was my first post ever was to thank them all because, yeah, anything like that only makes you a better, stronger person both in life and in business. So, nani na na. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to add that you know (laughs) dear trolls thank you for your concern please send me a new set of adrenal glands (laughs) oh yeah that'd be nice i'd love a bit more cortisol these days but um yeah nothing that a bit more 
relaxation won't fix. Yeah. Now, you, you've actually had a personal experience with a bit of adrenal fatigue as well. What was that like? I, I have just recently, Jules, um, been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue because I have sort of, yeah, I had no serum cortisol levels in the morning. Like they were non-existent. So I had both my doctor and naturopath say, oh, I think you've been going on well past um, physical signs, which was true. I Probably last August, I started having problems sleeping. Uh, I find getting to sleep, always exhausted but waking at strange hours and then not being able to return to sleep, which was a bit odd. Um, a lot of weight gain, especially around my middle. Um, mood swings have been way more out of control than usual, um, especially <laughs> leading up to the menstrual cycle. But Poor like, hubby. Poor but hubby. Yeah, <laughs> just definitely more than usual. And my tolerance to stress has been down significantly. Like I – yeah, my stress response is, is exaggerated. Um, and as a parent to two small children, that's where I see it, like very reactive and blowing up way more than I should. And, yeah, so it was interesting to find out that everything I've been feeling and going through which is, of course, very low cortisol levels. Um, but, you know, it, it's it would have been easier for me to pick on someone else, but myself, not so much. So I'm glad I went and, you know, had – got myself a naturopath and we're going to sort this out now yeah yeah because it needs to be addressed and I know so so many of my clients are mums around the same age who are experiencing exactly the same symptoms and exactly the same issues with their cortisol it's absolutely an epidemic in this country I I know and I kind of felt quite silly like the the pathology test came back and I'm looking at it and going well of course I do but it's like I I, I just don't want to acknowledge it you know because it's like no because that might mean I have to yeah slow things down (laughs) change things and but you know I've been under really prolonged periods of stress for the last few years so I can see how it's happened um and yeah it's really good to be finally acknowledging it and sometimes you do need to go to someone and look at those bloods and acknowledge that this could be going on for you as well because it's like a puzzle slash pattern that you you see everywhere um you can almost look at a woman and guess it yeah absolutely (laughs) You you can physically and you know so I've been looking in the mirror, but not looking in the mirror, if yep. you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 But then sometimes our clients are a mirror. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, by the, um, by the tenth um, adrenal fatigue um, patient, you might want to sort of go, oh, shall I check myself out? Yeah. 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 Mm. I, I was saying that in another interview not so long ago that I just started getting all the pyrrole. Patients. Oh yeah, they're yep. just coming in droves, and I'm like, maybe I should go get tested for pyrrole <laughs> disorder. Sure enough, <laughs> isn't that incredible? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful thing, and then sometimes we're still in denial. Yeah, exactly. Well, we are human after yeah, all. Yeah, we're not perfect. No, you know? that's why I'm naughty. That's yeah. why I named myself the naughty naturopath mum because I didn't want to be a health guru for anyone. I wanted to be alongside them going it's okay to fall apart because you actually are human not a robot yeah. just because you just because you know what the right thing to do is might not mean you actually do it let's just try and get there together yeah so looking back if you could go back to yourself five years ago and give her some advice about this whole adrenal fatigue thing 
Yeah. What would you say to that person? Ah. Besides, um, besides get that cortisol tested, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Way earlier than you did. Um, what I would say is um, perfectionism and getting everything right takes up a lot of energy and a lot of time and it, there's no room for it in your life. You need to be happy with good enough more often. You need to not work at night, not work on the weekends. You need to try and escape what the internet has done to us by having us on all the time. You have to adapt to this day and age by putting rules in place and schedules in place because if you just keep, you know, muddling on through at times when you shouldn't, yeah, there's no room to fill back up and you won't be able to help anyone when you get that exhausted. So, you know, putting um, apps in place that turns off off your Wi-Fi at a certain time of the day so you actually can't work if you have an (laughs) (laughs) internet-based business. (laughs) And and weekends are holy, holy things, you know. And uh, uh, one day minimum for complete unplugging, two days would be ideal. But, yeah, it's... It's you've got to sort of um, do what you can, but be really strict with yourself because we are living in a different time and we have to make sure that we're okay during it instead of, you know, instead of eating all the candy, eating all the internet time, eating all the Netflix. We can't kind of, just because it's there doesn't mean we can keep having fun with it. We have to switch off, rest, earth, get out in nature, do all the things that our adrenal glands need us to do to pump out cortisol at the right time and or, or have enough to pump out when you need it. Yeah, because sometimes people get a bit confused about the whole adrenal fatigue thing because there's a couple of different stages and there is mm. a stage where you've got too much cortisol and cortisol yep. becomes kind of the enemy. And, yep. and then there's another stage, that later stage, which you know, which sounds like you're in where your yep. body's not producing enough cortisol. So you actually need some, mm. but it is a delicate balance. Mm, yeah, and that's the. I think that's why it's so important to yeah get the bloods done just to see what stage you're at. Because I probably my serum cortisol was pro- would have probably been through the roof, you know, but six months ago, you know, I've gone way past the through the roof to, oops, can't pump out enough even at times when I should. So, um, yeah, symptomatically you can tell maybe what stage you're at but you ha- yeah you have to know you have yeah. to know and um yeah because that will change treatment so much but as far as the supplements that will change treatment but as far as lifestyle changes it's the same no matter what stage you're at you have to rest unplug and yeah just more time for yourself more filling up of that cup yeah. I love what you were saying earlier about perfectionism being an mm. issue. And mm-hmm. I was reading something by Stephen Pressfield recently and he said that perfectionism is a form of fear. Yes. And I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I haven't heard of this very wise man you speak of. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, because I think with you'll find a lot of adrenal fatigue types uh, tend to be 
quite highly strung and, and you know, err towards anxiety or be more the anxious type. Um, I'm like a type A personality, <laughs> actually trapped inside a type B or C body, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love but it. It's just not keeping up with the brain. I'm like, come yeah. on, body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I'm quite type A. I'm quite um, – yeah, everything has to be just so and gosh, that takes it out of you when you don't have unlimited resources and time anymore, you know, and and when does any of us have enough time? There is no such person on this earth these days that says, yeah, I've got time for that. I've got loads of time for all of that. Um, <laughs> if I find that person, I'm probably going to smack them. <laughs> yeah, I'll either smack them or stalk them to see what they're doing so I can copy. Um, but, yeah, but, I hate you. Teach me. <laughs> teach me. <laughs> yeah, but we have to work with who we are, you know. Whatever physiological thing that is underlying what's driving us is still mashed up in this very unique pattern of DNA that is who we are. So this, yeah, this idea that, you know, everything will work for everyone is just not, no, it's not going to happen. We have to work with the emotions and energies of the person in each stage of their life to help get them well as well, you know, because who I'm treating now is if I was thinking about myself is a very different woman to who I'd be treating five years ago because so much in my life has changed since becoming a mum. And, you know, you have to work with each person and you've got to be really gentle on yourself because especially perfectionist types because they think, well, it should just be as easy as one plus two equals three. It never is. It never is. So even once you have a diagnosis, even once you're on the right supplements and you're trying to do the right thing with your diet and your exercise and everything else, you still have all your emotions stored up from so many things along the way um, that's happened to you. That, that's what's got you here today. And everything sort of has to be slowly and very gently addressed and kept in mind. Yeah, that's why in naturopathy they often describe it as peeling layers off an onion exactly. rather than slicing the onion in half. Exactly. Slice it in half and everyone just ends up crying. Huh? See what yeah. I did there? <laughs> oh, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slowly, slowly, gently, gently and um, always keeping all the emotions in mind that could surface whenever you're doing any kind of treatment. Yeah. So what works for you now? How do you ah. get that downtime? How do you get that, that balance where you get the me time? You know, that elusive yep. me time? Yes, well, I'd love to be able to tell you I've got the answer of what works for me, but the very honest answer is I haven't found that yet. Um, what I'm doing is putting new things in place and we'll see how that goes because um, the official diagnosis, I'm doing air quotes because no one else can see them, <laughs> I'm telling you, um, was only like three or four weeks ago. So what we've done is we've um, disabled the Wi-Fi from a certain time each day and comes on in the morning um, just so I can't last minute check my phone. You know, I have to switch off. Um, doing as much um, outdoor stuff as I can. So I'm taking my laptop onto the grass or the ground wherever I can if I'm working. Um, I'm regarding weekends as completely off limits when it comes to work. I used to answer messages and emails sometimes on a Saturday. I'm like giving myself two days of no work. Um, I'm making sure I do meditation at least once a day. I'm trying to get 
twice a day. I'm talking just 10 minute little pockets of time here because I can't manage very long. I, my brain won't switch off for very long periods of time like I'd like it to do. So <laughs> it's um, meditation is quite a struggle for me. So if Early I. Early days, though, mate. Early yeah. days. It's like a muscle, you have to work it. Oh, totally. But I've been working this muscle for many years now, Jules. It's not just this since the diagnosis. It's been, oh, God, because I know how good meditation is for everyone and I'm a big believer in it, so I really do force myself. But, I, yeah, still my monkey mind is quite, um, yeah, active. Tell, tell me about it. I said, <laughs> I said that to you like, you know, like I had it sussed. I don't have it yeah. sussed. <laughs> no, I don't I'm believe on the 10-minute ones too. <laughs> And I don't believe anyone that says they have it sussed. Like when it comes to anything, I think if anyone says they've got all the answers, my like radar of bullshit just <laughs> pricks up straight away. And I generally don't find anyone tells me they have it all sussed so I can be friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like this, sh- this place in <laughs> Melbourne used to have a sign out the front saying, we make the best pizza in Melbourne. And so <laughs> we tried it and they didn't and they weren't. No. They weren't. weren't. No, big claims, man. Stay well clear of the big claims. Um, Yeah, so I think they're the major things that I'm doing um, alongside of trying to – this is the biggest one. My husband says I need to become more selfish because I do put everything into the kids these days um, when I'm not working. And it's like I've gotten to this very distracted stage of helping um, and being needed 24-7. So alongside of the, you know, my page um, and the kids and the husband and family, friends, I'm never not of service and that's really been a detriment to myself. So I'm just learning this as midlife approaches and know now that the second half of my life, I might not have got it down pat yet, but the goal is to be quite you know, selfish and giving myself time um, and my needs met you know, before others, because I've all been, it's been a lot easier for me to meet other people's needs than my own. And that is a personality thing for me. Um, And probably a bit of a escape me kind of thing, because, you know, it's much easier to focus on everyone else than yourself. Um, So it's a bit more like, I think I'm just reaching a point of being a lot more aware of how I tick and, and learning that. And I will not ever stop taking my slow down blend because I sometimes go on and off there's this blend I make called slow down which is flower essences to really help with more inner calm and um, patience and stuff like that and I I kind of always have it around the house but take it sporadically and now I'm just religiously doing my slow down drop so I do feel things shifting it's not easy though every time you make shifts energetically you can rebel against them sort of <laughs> you peak and trough with all these little yeah emotions but I'm sort of you might be able to hear in my voice I'm excited that I'm on a, a new sort of awareness path yeah yeah it's a whole new adventure now yeah 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 I, I was and, just I was sitting here listening to so much of that thinking right now there's going to be hundreds of women listening to this maybe even more, just nodding their heads and also shitting their pants at the same time because they know what they have to do. Yeah, and I I think of my friends, if they hear this at all, they might be going, oh, and Alicia, you haven't mentioned that your husband has said you must take a week's holiday. That's like a non-negotiable, like a no-phone kind of holiday by yourself without the kids. 
and he's like given me this permission saying he'll be able to work from home for a week um you know lock it in eddie kind of thing and do you think i've made any kind of booking yet no i haven't because i am shit scared of a week of not being needed and not having my phone and just you know i know i'll get there i'll know i'll make the booking and i'll know i'll do it because it's it's sort of like there's too many people on my back about it now but yeah it's not easy making these changes <laughs> it's oh not easy God. it's no it's not and baby steps baby yeah. steps yeah yeah, and I'm now probably thinking of all the women out there going crazy, bitch, book the bloody holiday. Yeah, Bali, go. <laughs> and I'm going, no, no, I'm scared, I'm scared. No, but, yeah. but I reckon there's also a few hundred people sitting here just nodding their heads, nodding their heads. <laughs> good. Hello, yeah. nodders, hello. Yeah, you're still with us, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear how this holiday pans out. Now I'm going to have other people on my back about it. I know. Let's all hold Alicia accountable, everyone. <laughs> so, Alicia, how was your holiday? Oh, God. Yep, oh. yep. I'll get on to that. I promise. I promise. <laughs> you just let me know what date this podcast has to actually go to air. We'll, we'll make sure it ties in nicely. Okay. <laughs> That's Evil. hilarious. <laughs> oh. Oh, awesome lady. You have an amazing website and you have a pumping Facebook page that now is full of good vibes only. Yep, good vibes only at this house, that's for sure. <laughs> can you please tell our lovely listeners where they can find you? Yes, certainly. Um, so my website is www naughtynaturopathmum.com.au and my Facebook page is simply Naughty Naturopath Mum. Also on Instagram, I love photos. So I'm there, Naughty Naturopath Mum as well. And um, yeah, I, I like being quite interactive with my social media um, platforms, which is probably what's gotten me into all this trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but generally now you'll be able to find me during working hours Monday to Friday. <laughs> yeah, don't send her messages on a Saturday and expect a reply. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely well, get back to you on the Monday. Maybe but, send yeah. her one just to test her. <laughs> <laughs> I did have people doing that when I first announced on the page, oh, hi, lovelies, and kind of described what I'd be doing and why, and everyone was extremely supportive and also like, oh, we're going to switch off now too. Great idea, Alicia. And um and then someone sneakily, I didn't know they were testing me, but they jumped on and sent me a message and I answered and they're like, ha, you said, <laughs> you, you said, and it's, I'm like, oh my God, you're good. I'm yeah. going now. Bye. <laughs> like a mystery shopper. <laughs> yeah. I got mystery shopped on my page. It's like, go and relax, Alicia. Stop oh. answering our messages. That's why I love your tribe. <laughs> They're a funny bunch. I love them. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I think um, some of the end of my posts I say love you all and I genuinely mean it because this page has meant a lot to me these last few years. I feel like I've been on a journey with everyone. It's like an extended virtual family. Yeah. So if you're out there listening to this and you think this lady kind of resonates with you, <laughs> go and show her some love on social media. Good vibes only. And go over and say hi Monday to Friday. <laughs> she really is like this all the time, I promise. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jules. <laughs> Alicia, it's been so much fun. I've really been looking forward to this 
uh, interview and I knew it would be amazing. And oh. thank you for brightening everyone's day today. Oh, thank you for being you, darling. I'm so glad to have you to send my peeps to when they need a, a Skype consult or something. I'm like, oh, I've got this lovely lady. Go here, go here. I really, yeah, it's nice to have you in my tribe, Jules. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. And thank you for being part of my beautiful utopian world where collaboration is always better than competition. Always. 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 Yep. always. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you, Jules. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. bye. Happy holiday. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know that Alicia did eventually book herself into a five-star health retreat in Queensland and she thoroughly enjoyed herself and she came out relaxed and refreshed. Yay! Now, spring is upon us and I'm running an awesome special offer. If you're ready to feel happy, healthy, and full of energy, check out my online program. It's called Shiny Healthy You, Fatigued to Fabulous in 12 Weeks. And it's the perfect course for you if you're feeling exhausted, run down, or if you're suffering from adrenal fatigue. From now till the 23rd of September, I'm running a buy one, get one free special. So if you join with a friend or a family member, you can save loads. Everything you need to know is over at shinyhealthyyou.com. So why not head there right now for a look? I'll be back again next week with another juicy discussion from Shiny Healthy You HQ. So till then, stay shiny out there and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.